Hello and welcome to the EdSurge On Air podcast. I'm Sydney Johnson. It's been somewhat of a quiet year for coding boot camps, at least when compared to last year, when some of the earliest and largest coding boot camp programs shut their doors for good, and it left many people wondering if these short-term tech training programs are actually worth the investment. One person who's remained optimistic about the shakeups in the bootcamp industry is Ruben Harris. Harris is the CEO of Career Karma, which aims to help prospective students navigate the bootcamp market, and he also hosts his own podcast about breaking into the tech industry called Breaking Into Startups. We spoke to Harris recently about how his company is trying to shift the demographics of the coding bootcamp industry and what that looks like. More from that interview right after this. This episode of the Ed Surge On Air podcast is brought to you by the Ed Surge Fusion Conference. Ed Surge has spent seven years reporting on the education technology space, and we are channeling our learnings into one national conference, Ed Surge Fusion. Join us in October as we convene the best and brightest education leaders in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area. Visit fusion.edsurge.com to register. Thanks, Ruben, for joining us on the podcast this week. Thank you for having me. I've, I'm a big fan of what you all are working on. So for those who are listening and aren't already familiar, the podcast that Ruben works on, Breaking Into Startups, is all about telling stories about people who are working in tech or want to come into tech from non-traditional, quote-unquote, techie backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ruben, what's your background and what got you into this work? Yeah, so I'm I'm the definition of not traditional. Um, I went to a really small school called Southern Adventist University. I had a 2.98 GPA. I'm an artist, and I realized that in order to pursue my my dreams of becoming a professional artist, um, that it would require a more longer path, um, and it would require other skills in order to be successful. So I had a really low GPA because I was performing a lot. I I uh, had to learn business skills because when you be- achieve a certain level of success, you're forced to become your own brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I graduated with a low GPA. I taught myself financial modeling through something called Breaking Into Wall Street. I sent out 1,900 emails. I crashed career fairs. I blogged all the reasons why I wouldn't get a job. I got the job. Um, and then after I got the job, I got 7,000 people reach out asking how to get a job on Wall Street. And when I was there, um, the vice chair said, Ruben, you made it. But Remember that this is just the beginning, and the only way to be successful is to help people get jobs. If you put people, help people put food on the, on the table, everything else is going to come. And so after that, I changed my mindset of saying I wanted to become a billionaire to wanting to help a billion people, and then that's what I've been dedicated to since then. How did that launch into breaking into startups? Yeah, so um, I worked at two different investment banks, one in Chicago, one in Atlanta. And when I was in Atlanta, I met my co-founder, Archer who was also an investment banker, mm-hmm. and his brother, Timor, who was a project manager at AutoTrader. Um, we wanted to start a company together, but realized that tech was going to take over every industry and that we had to do something that was impressive to investors before we started something. And so somebody had to be technical. So they decided to be engineers, one focused on front end and back end. So they did coding boot camps. They did Hack Reactor and App Academy. And then... We read the CS183 notes that Balaji Srinivasan, who's the CTO of Coinbase, suggested that I read, and they talked about distribution. So I was going to master distribution. So while they were getting ready for coding boot camps, because this was before prep programs even existed, um, I bought a one-way ticket to San Francisco. Um, I had no job. I had a place to live for a month. 
I met the co-founder of Asana and several other people who like really gave me that opportunity to be there. I sent out five emails every day. Three weeks later, I got a job and I wrote a story about it and it blew up. Um, it talks about personal board of directors. It talks about saving money. It talks about the importance of location, family, friends, um, psychology, and all kinds of principles that we take on today. And instead of um, working for what, the same company, we decided to work for three different companies um, learn the game, and then come back together and do something. So I worked at Honor, I worked at Alt School, I worked at Hustle, uh, Timor worked at Blipper, Archer worked at Funding Circle, mm-hmm. and um, and now we're starting our own thing. Uh, Breaking the Startups launched, we reached over 3 million people, and when people engaged with our content, they started showing up from nowhere. And that's when we created this, um, this chat bot that will point people to the teaching programs for the jobs that they want. It helps hundreds of people, which led to starting Career Karma. What is Career Karma? Like, mm-hmm. what, what is your day-to-day looking like, and, mm-hmm. and how are you reaching people who want to break into tech? Yeah, so Career Karma helps people that want to become software engineers by matching them with the right coding boot camp and giving them support, not just before and during the program, but also for the rest of their life. We don't just get a sense of who you are, but we match you with the right training program and also put you in a peer circle of three to seven people like you that are doing the same thing. And once we get a sense of what your goals or challenges are, we match you up with somebody that's one step above you. And the only cost is when you get to that level, you help somebody behind you. Obviously, a lot of the work that you do is coming from this idea that there's a huge talent pool of mm-hmm. people from non-traditional backgrounds mm-hmm. who are qualified for these jobs in tech. Yeah. So I'm curious, what are your thoughts on this so-called skills gap? I think there is a skills gap. I think that um, the way society currently functions is still over inflates the value of credentials mm. and so like if you look at um, professional social networks uh, pretty much every profile depending on the field that you're in looks the same and it's hard to tell who somebody is but if you see how somebody got there and who helped them along the way it tells a very different story mm. also like job boards are helpful but most jobs in tech and in general overall that are high paying are offline and come through referral sometimes they're not even posted on the website so because of that, talking about the skills gap, people outside of tech aren't aware that millions of jobs are being created and destroyed by automation. And those jobs that are being created, are, they're, they're not aware of what that field is. It's not listed online. Those skills aren't taught in school, but there's all these alternative forms of education that exist on the internet and offline that you can access, but people don't know which path to choose. And a lot of times, even if they are disciplined and dedicated and they want to learn, they could be spending a lot of time doing a bunch of a little, a bunch of things, but not getting anywhere because they're not, they don't have anything that's structured. So a lot of times you need to have that guidance that packages it. And that's what Career Karma does. Mm. So coding boot camps are often pitched as a solution to Mm -hmm. this skills gap that we're talking about. But many students who enroll in coding boot camps have some sort of prior academic experience. Maybe it's a full four years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe they start and didn't finish. So how well are coding boot camps doing at at getting people from non-traditional backgrounds into tech at this point? Yeah, so I think that's a fantastic question. Starting with the piece about like four-year universities, like, and not even just universities. There's very few industries that are outcomes based, right? So like healthcare, for example, like just because you don't go to the doctor doesn't mean you're gonna be healed. Just because you go to college doesn't mean you're gonna get a job. And a lot of times you get all, 
the schools are able to benefit from tuition without being held accountable for getting somebody into a job. Mm-hmm. Going back to coding boot camps, coding books have existed since 2012, and they've kind of like been pushed to hold themselves accountable to getting people into jobs. But I will say, boot camps are really good at training, but they're not very good at job search, alumni engagement, and top mm-hmm. of funnel. And so what we've done is created the software layer on top of coding bootcamps that doesn't just match you to the program, but also gives you that support system to know what the technical bar is at these programs, what the financial resources are, where housing is, like scholarships are, et cetera. Also during the program, sometimes it's valuable to connect to other people that are in it because bootcamps are intense. Mm-hmm. It's very psychological. And so pushing through these assessments is difficult. And then even in the job search, that's a whole nother skill set that requires more than just having the skills. And then even after you're in a job, it's helpful to connect with other people that might have been through boot camps that are recently employed, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so my answer to your question is, I think that coding boot camps are probably a model that's going to continue to be adopted for people, um, not just by entrepreneurs but colleges themselves and you can see examples of that with trilogy education that's now on like 35 37 campus but it's not the college killer i would say it's it's probably disrupting more graduate education Hmm. where the value of a one to two year hundred fifty thousand dollar degree is only really valuable if you go to a top school and even then it's mostly the signal and the network versus Mm -hmm. what you actually learn and what I like about coding boot camps is even though they are sh- a lot of times shy on the theory, if it's more short form, they teach you the practical things that you need to know in order to like get to the next level and do the job. And the reason why that's very important is because there is no job security anymore. The half-life to a skill is like one to three years at most. And what's most important is for you to learn how to learn and always be able to find where you need to go to get the new skill. Mm -hmm. And the bootcamp model is a great accelerated learning model that I think not just entrepreneurs and universities are going to adopt, but even corporations themselves. Mm -hmm. And you can already start seeing uh, things like that. You can see things like that historically. Living Social had Hungry Academy. You see Adobe has Adobe Digital Academy, where they're co-jointly selecting people from coding bootcamps, paying for their tuition, giving them like apprenticeships and hiring them at the end. And so like all these corporations that have 70% of their workforce that's like not ready for the future, they're going to have to find some kind of model to train them. And you can't just seek it from universities because that doesn't exist. Do you think that coding boot camps could be doing a better job at recruiting those students? Yeah, I think coding boot camps want to address as many people as possible that are outside of tech that want to break in. Um, and that's something that we notice as well. But if you think about any institution, right, or any organization, right, if you're starting a company, attracting users is yeah. difficult, right? How are you going to get your first users, right? Right now, most of them either rely on Facebook ads or Google searches or just the reputation from influencers just talking about them and hoping that students fall from the sky, right? Um Marketing is an art. It's a science as well. Um, And so, like, figuring out how to attract users is difficult. And so, um, to your point, a lot of these coding boot camps reflect the demographics of the actual tech industry. So it's people that went to college, 
white, Asian. But there are some examples of like things that have completely different demographics. Like I think Full Stack Academy um, and, Ho- and Hopper Academy just has like the majority of their cohort all women. But to your point, most people that are in the 99% aren't aware that coding boot camps exist, which is why we created Breaking the Startups because we weren't just going to be featured in TechCrunch. We were going to be featured in things that they actually read. We were going to be all over Instagram. We we're going to be all over the Snapchats just to make sure that tech is quote unquote cool so that they are aware of the shifts and they don't get hit by a wave, but that they can actually ride it. How have your thoughts about the coding bootcamp industry evolved with it, mm-hmm. um, especially in the last year after such high profile closures around mm-hmm. dev and, and even this year with Learners Guild? Yeah, it's kind of like airlines, right? It's like the Wright brothers, right? <laughs> they prove that you can get something off the ground and get it to fly, right? But like, there's no Wright Brothers airline that continues to exist today, right? There's like other airlines that exist now, but these were the pioneers. Like Dev Bootcamp, they were like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to code in three months for X amount of dollars, and we're going to do it fast. And they did it. And obviously, like when you do something quickly and you're moving fast and breaking things, like things are not going to be perfect. When people see something working, it becomes a gold rush. So everybody starts copying and saying that they're the new hot coding boot camp and that um, you know they have 99% job placement. Some people are going to be real. Some people are going to be fake. That's why things like Course Report and Switch Up started popping up to start rating these different programs. And, and CIRR started saying, we need to hold people accountable to these outcomes and things like that. What happens, though, is like people start seeing that this model starts working. People start approving on the model, and some of them are going to work. Some of them aren't. Some people are going to get excited, and some people are going to get bought. Like General Assembly got bought by ADECO, which was a staffing firm. Um, you're starting to see uh, you know, Mission U, that they got acquired by, by WeWork. Flatiron School got acquired by WeWork. Same type of thing. Now they have capabilities and, and vehicles to expand quickly. Mm-hmm. And if you think about education in general, like universities, they're very well endowed. If you think about them, they have all these resources versus coding boot camps. Coding boot camps don't even have 1% of the resources of the entire mm-hmm. education system. Mm-hmm. So they're very scrappy. They're doing very well. But I think that we will see more consolidation. We will see more institutions popping up, and we will see more improvements on the model. But I would say we're still that Wright Brothers phrase, Mm -hmm. and get ready for takeoff. (laughs) So you're pretty optimistic about these examples of like the WeWork acquisitions or Mission U. Oh yeah, absolutely. When people think about the coding bootcamp market, they think about the people that are currently in bootcamps, and they think about how many bootcamps exist right now. But if you think about it from the perspective of anybody that wants to learn how to code that's kind of like been introduced to it but never had the follow-up for it that couldn't afford college that market is massive look at the people that are in like black girls code or like women in tech and things like that that really want to learn and want to keep going to the next level and there's a lot of great events that happen and these are and this this isn't um taking shots at anybody there's a lot of amazing people that have a fervor for wanting to learn how to code but there's no follow-up there's no collaborative effort that like helps these people that are working on solutions to the same problem to work together and move collectively and measurably and accountably. And so Career Karma is here to help all these institutions to work together yeah. and help people like essentially forklift themselves into the future. 
Where does traditional higher ed fit into this world that you're living and working in? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people would say today that traditional degrees are still what most employers look to. Mm -hmm. Traditional degrees, you do learn a lot. You learn how to start something and how to finish something. I have a degree. My co-founders have degrees. It's valuable for us. Whether I'm going to send my kids to college or not is a question that I ask a lot of people. For me, it's still a, I don't know because it really depends on how university system adapts. Like if the university system adapts to the future, yes, I will. But in the current way, no, I wouldn't unless I can pay for their student loans because student loans are toxic. They're like the $1.5 trillion gorilla in the room. And I think the same thing that happened with the housing crisis is going to happen with student loans. And people are going to blame college for that. But college is a 250, some of them, like Rutgers, for example, is a 250-year-old brand. Like they've been around for a long time, which is why I like what Trilogy is doing, which is leveraging the bootcamp brand and powering them to have these accelerated boot camps that are available not just for students, but also for um, people in the community as well. There's many millions of people here that have some college and no degree that want to take things to the next level. Mm -hmm. I think boot camps are a great model for them, even if they don't want to learn how to code because there's like all kinds of different models. There's always higher that does sales. I think that you're going to see the boot camp model applied to any skill set that is necessary in the future. Hmm. Another critique that I often hear about boot camps is that because there's such a stripped down version of this CS education, that it lacks the theory behind coding or any sorts of GE courses, maybe courses in ethics, which a lot of CS programs are introducing these days. Could removing those sorts of lessons perpetuate some of these diversity issues that career karma is tackling? Yeah, I think that's a, a valid critique. But let me push back on it a little bit. So as far as like ethics is concerned, um, there are some programs that do teach you mm. the soft side of tech. Mm. It teaches, or the soft side of people in general and how to use tech to not take advantage of them but also build um, with them in mind and make sure that they aren't taken advantage of. As far as the theory is concerned, to your point, people are starting to realize that three months and six months is sometimes too short and you start seeing alternatives pop up that are longer. Um, so I think the most recent example of uh, an interview that we're gonna drop soon is um, 42. So 42 was started by Xavier Neal in France, which is a free school that's mm -hmm. graduated thousands of people. And now they're in Silicon Valley. And they are also a completely free school that also has housing. Mm -hmm. in. San Francisco, where this is like a big issue. People are talking about education free, completely free, no strings. All you gotta do is like have the motivation and dedicate it to go through. But to your point, there is no teachers. It's mm -hmm. like, it's pure learning. This is the idea, right? Mm -hmm. You go in there, there's like a 20 day trial period where you're like coding intensely and usually 30% of people drop off in the beginning. But then um, you go into a three to five year program mm -hmm. for free or if you like that intensity you go into something called starfleet academy that is done for a year which is like a long coding boot camp but also teaches you the theory while you're going through it and so that program actually is like a cs education and so i think that that's a really strong example i think it's interesting that you brought up 
42 because especially for folks coming from a really traditional academic background it's kind of nightmarish Mm -hmm. (laughs) to think Mm -hmm. that there are no instructors especially for students who are coming from non-traditional education Mm -hmm. backgrounds why do you think that that's a good way to throw students in and and assume that they can teach themselves I mean I was there I'm very results driven so Mm -hmm. like I I don't like uh, to talk about things that I can't prove I don't like talk to promote things that I haven't seen outcomes with but when you start seeing numbers of let's just say the thousands range of people that have proven that they can make it and I visited it myself last week and I was in an institution that's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, where you can be in this program and you can they can leave at any time. There's events that are happening there. The hackathons happen. And then during the hackathons, the people are so good that the prize is companies actually giving them internships at the end. They're being invited into like competitions with some of the best developers all over the world. Mm-hmm. And then I see the people that are uh, behind it that are just like, co-signing it for no reason they actually co-signing it for a reason i can see what these people are building it's amazing how do you measure the success of the work that you're doing at career karma or Mm -hmm. how do you track progress Mm -hmm. of getting more students from non-traditional background Mm -hmm. into tech when we're starting off it's very important to focus like rather than being scatterbrained we're focused on people that want to become software engineers if you think about a software engineer when we launched our alpha we broke it up into stages. People that are exploring, people that are learning, people are in the job search, and people that are employed. But then we realized that like each one of those stages have its, its own set of challenges. So what we decided to do is focus on the people that are exploring. Let's help these people that aren't aware of what's going on and like hmm. teach them about what's going on. Talk about things like empathy and ethics and navigation skills and how to have a collective mindset versus an individual mindset, guide them on what the technical bar is, make sure that when they take the assessment that they're ready for the assessment, and then get in. So like if the people that went to the Ivy League schools are starting all the companies and are starting all the VC firms, where are they going to go? They're going to go to their friends. There's nothing really wrong with that, right? Because like you don't really know the other people, but they exist, right? And if you talk about like, measurably increasing things you have to go to where those people are like you can't keep organizing these events that are full of people that are already in tech already it should be full of people that don't know about tech so we measure success by helping these people know what the bar is and getting into the programs and then we'll focus on the recruiting stuff later so when you're out at events and you meet a student who wants to break into tech Mm -hmm. and has that non-traditional background Mm -hmm. what's sort of the line of advice that that you give people for when they're just starting out if you really want to do this i got your back a hundred thousand percent you just have to commit to start and finish it and recognize that even after you break in that that's just the beginning and you're at the bottom of a new hill most people that make it all the way through it's not because they're like extremely intelligent and they were born smart is this because they started and finished and they stuck with it all the way? And so if you're willing to commit to it, so am I. All right, Ruben, thanks so much. Thank you so much. This podcast was edited by me, Sydney Johnson. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter, follow us on Twitter, your favorite podcast app, or wherever else you like to get your news. And tune in next week for more on the future of education.